hey kids, it's me, Katie. <laughs> Come into my van. I have a cool podcast for you. Now, if you fell for that trick, you should not listen to this podcast. Katie, did you just threaten to abduct our listeners? Do you remember, Ryan, that like being abducted was like a big deal in like the 80s for kids? <laughs> like this was like everyone thought that they were going to get abducted in the 80s. That was like the hot trend with like child abduction. Like there was a lot of like really high profile ones and like kids were always freaked out that they were going to get abducted. I hate to break this to you. I was not alive for almost any of the 80s. Ugh, ugh, I can't even stand you sometimes. If you're listening to this, look, there's going to be swear words like Brian is a fucking little tiny baby. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very nerdy episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. I'm Ryan Broderick. I'm Katie Natopoulos. Hi, guys. And today we're going to be talking about fandom, but not just fandom as a whole, because it's confusing and large and scary and full of young people that aren't like me and Katie. I'm scared of young people. Very scared of them. They'll steal from your purse. They might steal from my purse. They use words I don't understand. I fear them. So today we're going to be talking about a special section of the fandom world, which um, has to do with cosplay and race bending. Uh, and if you don't know what race bending is, it's the word that a lot of uh, cosplayers use for when they take a character that is uh, one particular race and they change it. Or you cosplay uh, as someone of a different gender, and that's called gender bending, or you know they do, they do all sorts of takes on a character. We're also going to be talking about people of color in the cosplay world in general and like what that really means in a pretty white dominated world of nerdy fandom stuff. I think what's really cool about this piece of fandom is that places like Tumblr is like this amazing place for people to get together and experiment and do weird new things like the race bending stuff and you know find their own community of people who are excited and interested to see, you know, share their artwork, share their pictures and stuff like that. Um, it's a great, like, positive, cool little corner of the internet yeah. that is good. Um, Surrounded by softcore pornography and photos of prolapsed anuses, Tumblr can also <laughs> be a good place to meet people that are like you. Yeah, and we're going to talk to two people today who are doing exactly that. The first person that we're going to talk to is Shaquille Dent, and you might be familiar with him from BuzzFeed.com as, quote, Black Goku. That's right. He's a, he's a college sophomore at the Cleveland Institute of Art, and he's majoring in animation. And he, his hair recently went viral because it's incredibly spiky and huge like an anime character's. Um, and we're also going to talk to Nicholas A. Draper-Ivy, who is a comic artist and has gone super viral within the fandom world for cosplaying as Miles Morales, who's a Spider-Man character. And it's going to be a really great show. So our first guest is Shaq Dent. We're Skyping him in. How are you doing, Shaq? What's going on? I'm pretty good. Just taking a break from class right now. Awesome. So you might know Shaq uh, as his internet persona now, I guess, uh, Black Goku. Uh, Shaq's amazing hair basically went viral, and uh, he's, he's been nice enough to chat with us about it. For anyone who doesn't is listening and is not familiar with Goku, can you explain? You should stop listening to this podcast if you don't know who Goku is. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, Shaq, explain a little bit like 
who Goku is and why <laughs> the hair is significant. Okay, aside from being like my hero, uh, Goku is the main protagonist <laughs> from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and GT. And um, just recently we had a new movie, um, Resurrection F, and it kind of became a big deal because it broke the, uh, the highest grossing anime film records in America and is now number nine oh, wow. Yeah, out of ten. So it's pretty crazy. Describe what Goku looks like. Well, he is a taller guy, black spiky hair, kind of like mine, actually really similar to mine, and uh, <laughs> it's just really out there and crazy. And then when he transforms, he takes on the persona of Super Saiyan, and his hair turns gold or yellow. When did you first get into comics and anime? Uh, um, or is it just anime? Are you anti-comics? Like No, no, no I, I'm into some comics. Uh, I got into anime around, I want to say, like, like middle school, like early middle school. I, I had read that you're not really a cosplayer. You don't really consider yourself a cosplayer. Well, yeah, not yet. I mean, I have done some cosplay, but just, like, I don't think I'm at a professional level yet. I think the thing that, for people listening who can't see you, the thing that they need to know right now is that your hair is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How do you describe your hair to people? Well, I mean, I, I usually just say spikes and... uh I mean, I guess for the most part, that would be pretty descriptive, but in my case, it's a little different from the regular just stick-up straight mohawk spikes. And it's part bleached in the front? Yes. And I had read it's because you're transitioning maybe away from Goku and more into like a Yu-Gi-Oh kind of look. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh is definitely one of my top favorite anime of all time, and I guess like after looking at myself, it is a lot of resemblance there. Uh, it wasn't really specifically for Yu-Gi-Oh, but... I'm like it kind of it kind of flows, so I'm not saying no to it. So, so wait, talk us through the process of getting your hair to look like that. Is it just like you wake up like that, or is it a process? I, I do wake up like this, but uh, <laughs> normally, <laughs> like that's what Beyonce was talking about. I think. Basically, <laughs> so essentially, what I do is I'll take uh, different sections, I'll play with it, like twisting it from the uh, roots to like the base, and then. I just look at it and I'm like, okay, that's how I want it. Or if it's not, then I just like move it around and just repeat the process until the entire head is done. The, the theme of this episode is kind of about uh, visibility of people of color within the nerd community, within you know fandom communities. Do you think that because you know it's Black Goku, do you think that had a lot to do with like the initial interest? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I think that me being a brown guy kind of contributed to the viralness, I guess. Do you think that like these moments when people kind of go viral because they've got like a cool like look that the the fandom community's never seen before? They've race bent a character or they've gender bent a character. Do you think that is good? Do you think it's like it's it's making the internet maybe more inviting? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I really like this this whole thing because where I'm from, uh, like, I'm not going to lie. When I first started doing it, people were shocked. But over a course of maybe a month or two, a lot of people got used to it. So, like, from other people's perspectives, it's like anything that isn't normal or cliche is really out there. But uh, for the most part, I think that as far as race, uh, gender, and however you're going to go about getting viral and stuff, it it really comes down to who's the audience and who are you you're kind of trying to show it off to. I mean, me specifically, I'm, I'm not trying to do this to show anybody that like I can look cool with spiky hair. I just wanted to do it and it kind of started working out and over time, a lot more people started to quote unquote follow me, you know? If people want to follow you and your amazing hair, where, how do they do it? Where do they, what, what social networks are you on? Are you on any at all? Or is this kind of scared you off the internet? No, uh, it didn't scare me off the internet yet. But uh, as far as social media goes, I have a Facebook, uh, Shaquille Dent. 
I have an Instagram and uh, lo and behold, my Instagram name is black underscore Goku underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question for you. So you are currently uh, in college and you are majoring in animation. Um, yes. Do you want to do anime? What is what what would you do as an animator? So basically, uh, my whole thing for getting into animation major was uh, there was a lot of stuff that you can learn from anime and a lot of things that I specifically kind of picked up over over time from anime and it's kind of like those little stories and morals and like really detailed um, things that you can't really get from people because they're not really too open-minded nowadays. <laughs> so, so to you anime is kind of like a better version of the real world? It is for me. I, I believe that it no, is. No, it's a, it's a way that I can express <laughs> stories that people aren't getting yeah. from real life. I really want people to just express themselves freely and don't be like all stuck up and like oh like society wants me to be this way like oh all my friends are being this way so I should be that way if you feel like you can get out of your circle and do something like different try it because you never know what will happen and plus it's never really a bad thing to express yourself unless it's like negatively you know I think that is Perfect advice. I think that's what the real Goku would say, too. Aw. <laughs> Shaq, thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. Um, we love your hair. We thank love you. your positive attitude because a PMA is uh, always very important. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Up next, we have Nicholas A. Dra Draper Ivy. His whole life basically kind of changed by suiting up like Spider-Man one day and putting photos of it on the internet. Hi, Nicholas. How are you? Hey, what's up? So you are a comic artist, and you also do cosplay as the character Miles Morales from Spider-Man. Can you describe to people who don't know who that much about Spider-Man who Miles Morales is? Okay, Miles Morales is a character that was introduced, I think, in Ultimate Fallout issue four, and that was when Peter Parker was supposed to um, die, or was going to die, mm -hmm. and it was a big deal, and in that comics line, like, Miles basically gets the the throne after Peter, you know, passes away, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. and ever since then, he's been, you know, known as Spider-Man, so it's kind of cool. Like, his story is, is radically different from Peters. I mean, yeah, they both got bit by a spider, but there's two different personalities, two different um, backgrounds, obviously, and they're very human. Even though they have superpowers, they're very, very human characters, and they're really enjoyable. It reminds me of like me and Katie podcasting. Like every time we think yeah. we got a good idea, <laughs> we, just, we totally we, fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> we we want to do the right thing, but we always mess it up, and we both have been bitten by radioactive spiders. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, <laughs> um, but. So significantly, like, one big difference between Peter Parker and Miles Morales is that Miles Morales is black, right? Well, he's black and ha uh, Hispanic. Black and Hispanic. And so that's kind of a big deal in the comic book world because there hadn't really been a person of color comic book character mm -hmm. that was, like, this as sort of iconic and important as Spider-Man before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal for people. Uh, me, I just thought it was cool, but, you know, some people mm -hmm. were like... Oh my God, he's black! I'm like, it, okay, you know. And there was there was so much like attention to this character, good and bad. And I don't know. I just 
I just kind of drew to it because I was like, oh, a character. And the thing is, when I opened the issue, that's what freaked me out the most is I was like, whoa, that facial structure is really, really similar. And my friends <laughs> mm-hmm. started like kind of pointing it out and it became like a joke. It was just a running joke. Mm-hmm. And then Marvel stole my face. <laughs> 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 it was it was just a joke, and you know, my friends were like, "Oh, you know, ha ha, that kind of looks like you." I'm like, "Ha ha ha, you know, shut up, guys." You know. And then it was he ended up being left-handed, and it just got weird. And I was working at Panera at the time, and the next thing I knew, like his, his the number of the spider that bit him was 42, and then like my login number was 42. Like it was just weird. So so Nicholas, you showed your friends that you're nothing like Miles Morales by accidentally becoming him on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Jesse um, Covington, he like made the print, and then my friend Sasha Williams, she was a SCAD um, fashion graduate. She, you know, put it together, and my friend Pierre, he's graphic design and like photography, and he took the pictures, and we just kind of thought it would be funny if, you know, because like, they wanted mm-hmm. to make the suit, so we're like, oh, let's just do it, you know, and the reactions we got just was not, you know, what we were expecting. We were thinking, oh, I'll put it on Tumblr, and you know, maybe a few people will think it's cool, and that's about it, but afterwards it just spiraled into something entirely different um and honestly i don't even think it has anything to do with me portraying the character i think the reason why it got as much attention as it did was because of the timing um at the time you know there was all this stuff happening in ferguson there was stuff happening with eric garner there was all this negative press on people of color so i feel like people whether they know it or not, like just subconsciously they saw you know, a person of color displayed as a hero. And that I think that just did something to people. I don't think it really had anything to do with, oh, that guy looks like him. I think it was more like, whoa, this is something different. This is something that we need to see. You know, you have like teachers and, and, and parents and, you know, little kids like messaging you and thinking that it's really cool and like people crying and whatnot. It's, it, it, got, <laughs> it got like really, you know, crazy. So it, it went from started off very very large like light-hearted and like very you know oh this is fun and then it became this really profound thing and it really it's totally how a spider-man story starts off you know like you don't think much of it you're like oh you know this kind of thing happens and then it's like yeah you're a superhero now now you have to deal with this now people are going to look at you this way it's just one more way that you're you and miles morales your life <laughs> coming together, <laughs> together yeah. so yeah. so all of that happened around november and uh, i remember buzzfeed we we picked it up and uh, the photos were like super cool. My my first like feeling was just like of just profound jealousy because I Why? wanted to be Spider Man. Because <laughs> I wanted to be Spider Man. No, but it, the photos were super cool. And can you and guys describe the photos? I was in Savannah, Georgia at the time, and there was like this one little area that kind of looked like you know the way Brooklyn is drawn in the comics. So we were like, oh, well, let's try going in the alleyway, or let's try going like, on top of the parking lot roof, and we just took some pictures there. Um, it was really sunny outside. There's people looking at me, obviously, because why the hell is Spider-Man <laughs> in the middle of Savannah, Georgia? <laughs> and you had you have like the full costume, right? Yeah, I have the full costume um, that was made for me by my friends. We just went and just took these pictures outside in the heat. <laughs> like, um, and I remember the photos. You're like you hanging from like a fire escape, and you're like kind of perched on a dumpster, and just like doing cool Spider-Man shit in alleys. Like, <laughs> you know, that was. Very, a very humbling experience because you get up there and you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. And then you go up there and you're just like, the, you know, the thing is like, like wobbling and you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and you're like hanging off the fire escape. Sort yeah, of, like, I'm just hanging yeah, off yeah. there, you know, like for dear life. And then it's it's <laughs> hilarious because no one can see my face underneath. They just see me wearing the mask, <laughs> oh, but my face is just, oh, I'm terrified. But I, you know, but I but I 
pull it off or I try to pull it off, you have to think like, no, you're, you're going to make it out of this. You're going to make it out of this. And in, in a way, it kind of made me feel like, oh, this is what Miles would feel like because he is inexperienced. He is mm. scared. He is young. He's never done this before. He's not Peter Parker. He's Miles. So I kind of used my fear and like, I don't know, lack of experience as, you know, portraying the character because he is he doesn't have any experience in that stuff this is first time it's my first time cosplaying it's my first time ever doing anything like this wait so this was your first time ever cosplaying this was my first time ever doing wow. anything like that so like you you set the bar really high for your first time like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hell of a way to start this um so i want to go back to something you were saying a little bit ago um, okay. about like the the reaction mm-hmm. um so all you were getting all this like these teachers and kids like looking up to you like how how did that make you feel oh man that was um that was it was just humbling like when you have all these people like even like i have siblings my um my brother uh julius my brother nathan my brother um joshua and my sisters elizabeth you have i have all these people looking at me (laughs) god knows it was just it was crazy you know having i think the most profound thing that ever happened to me when i was like dressed up as Spider-Man, this whole thing. I'm sitting on the train, and there's this little kid that comes in. He, you know, little, little black kid with, like, a big old head just, like, comes in with, like, his um, his uh, guardian. And they're sitting down. She's like, oh, we got to get you a book bag. And he, she's like, well, uh, you know, what book bag do you want? Do you want, like, Sonic or do you want Spider-Man? And he's just like, Spider-Man. And, like, I'm sitting. <laughs> I, the thing is, I'm sitting, like, across from him. And I was I was drawing some like concept art for um, some Spider-Man stuff at the time, and it, the suit was in my book bag. And so then he comes up to me and he's like, "You're drawing my favorite hero," Aww. and I was like, "Yeah, you know." And I got like the thing. Under your it, breath, you're like, "You're like I am." You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, just, it was just funny. So you know, on the way there, like I like I had 20 more minutes on the train and like I drew him out um, a Peter Parker like sketch like as fast as I could and it turned out you know pretty cool I gave it to him and I was like be good you know <gasps> and he's just like wow. he looked at that thing like I gave him like all the answers to life like his eyes oh were the size God. of dinner plates and when I realized when I did that it was like man you kind of stand for something now like you can't you can't just do whatever you want to do like you got kids looking up to you um whether he knew it or not it's like just the idea of that like wow okay mm-hmm. i can't i can't just go on the internet and like just rant and rave like i like i used to i can't go and you know do negative things or, or say negative things or have like really really harsh opinions about it. you can't do that when you have people looking at you like you have to conduct yourself in a professional way and it's just you have to set an example and i feel like Especially as a as a person of color, like it's you have to really set an example because everybody's like watching you like a hawk. They're just looking at you, just waiting for you to step out of line. So wait, so wait, t- t- take us through the transformation, kind of. So yeah, because I, I think most people probably don't know what it's like to uh, have the entire internet decide you're a superhero. Oh, so like okay. In the in the months in the last year, like I mean, what was your life before Spider Man like, and what was your life like now? Whoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> my life before Spider-Man, um, hard. Um, I was staying with my my friends, like in Georgia. I didn't really have much of a place to stay. I was like almost, I was almost homeless. I just was going through a lot of stuff, like a lot, of, like financial stuff, relationship stuff, like you name it. Breaking into the industry, like comic book industry stuff. Like I was just 
man, like life is hard. And it it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, there's got to be something, you know. But once that whole Spider-Man thing happened, it kind of just came out of, out of left field. Like everybody saw my stuff now oh he does cool you know cool artwork but I think the funniest part about it is I didn't get known for my artwork I got known for the thing I did one time so like that's the thing that I'm mm-hmm. always doing which is working my butt off um, anybody that knows me could tell you that like I am always drawing I I feel really uncomfortable when I'm not drawing. I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, want, we can get you a pencil yeah. and some paper. If yeah. Like I, I, I just, you know, I'm always doing that. So after the whole Spider-Man thing happened, um, I didn't plug in as much of my information as I should have because it was just like my, I couldn't even get to it. My phone, my notifications was just like just going off the charts. I couldn't even get to like the menu to turn the notifications off. It was just constantly um, wow. moving. It like just, it blew up. It yeah. literally blew up your phone. Yeah, my phone's your, your like, phone was blown up. I'm like, uh. So like when that happened, you know, I had people, I went to the comic shops and there were people, you know, they would talk to you and then they, they stop in the middle of the conversation. They kind of squint their eyes and they're like, where have I seen you before? Oh my God! And, and I'm like, yeah. They're like, you're 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 Spider. I'm like, yeah. Just, you know. So, so so the photos that you posted on Tumblr like went super viral. Yeah, Tumblr. Oh man, let me tell you about Tumblr. Okay, I got a few tell words. Us about, tell us about. I got Tumblr. a few. I got a few words. Give us a few words about Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr is 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 great. Uh huh. But. You have to be very, very careful on Tumblr. Like, I was, this is my first time really, like, making a Tumblr like that. Okay. And you will, you will find things on Tumblr that you wish you'd never found. Oh, and yeah. And you will see oh, things yeah. that yep. you will never you be able to unsee. You are posting <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and I know this very well. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a really cool site. And then uh, uh, someone, like, comments in a picture or, like, we blog. Like, oh, I wonder if they're on their profile. And you see things. You're like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's not. It's all porn. It's that's all not what yeah. I'm about, you know. Yep. Um, but besides that, you know, I've had. I've had a pretty good, you know, reaction from people because all I did was I put them on Tumblr and I put them on Facebook and there's some stuff on Instagram and it just spread, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's sometimes where people were like, man, if this man posts one more Spider-Man picture, we're going to kill him. But <laughs> I just, I, I enjoyed it. I liked seeing people's reactions. I liked seeing, you know, what people thought about it. Like, just kind of embodying that character like if I didn't have any artwork to post you know I'll post a fireman picture it's people like it so I just went with it and it got other people to get into the comic that was the really cool reaction after I think after I you know did the whole thing I went to Comic Con I met um, Sarah Pichelli which if you don't know that's the woman that designed him and um, I met Brian Brian Michael Bendis and he's the he's the you know writer so having like their seal of approval like meant a whole lot to me because I'm big fans of their work did she just start screaming or was she like she was like she's like he found me i stole his face and he found me <laughs> the thing is like she she was at she was at comic-con and i had my suit on and you know i went up to the booth and i you know, poked my head around the corner and she was like i think she was like drinking coffee or something at the time and she turned her head and like she almost spit it out <laughs> like she's like you know and she's looking at me and she's like are you are you the miles i was like are you sarah you know and then i just kind of um repeated you know donald glover's line you know from the cartoon it was like all right don't freak out and i took the mask off and had like this the face and everything and like she stood up came from around her booth and before i put the mask back on she just hugged me and for me like for that moment to happen prior to all the stuff that was happening to me like 
I went through a lot of a lot of stuff. Like I said, I was almost like homeless. I was like couch surfing. It was crazy. Um, and it's only by like right. the grace of God and like really great friends that I'm able to be here today. The Avengers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they were just like, we got you, you know. It just really like changed the way I see life, really, because. I feel like everything is connected. You know, that's one of the things I firmly believe in. Everything is connected. And if I hadn't gone through all those things, if, you know, like all these bad events in the world hadn't gone on, like if all these things hadn't happened, you know, this wouldn't have happened. So I, I want to get your thoughts on kind of what this episode is all about, which is trying to kind of dissect the way race and fandom and the internet are i think changing things a lot and i wanted to you know you were talking about how the interest level of this character spiked is it a two-way street so when people of color cosplay characters or they race bend characters mm-hmm. do you think that makes the industry create more characters of color that are s- substantial is it how does that work oh man um absolutely because now because of the internet we're haha <laughs> because of the internet anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline um, of our show <laughs> Um, because of that, you know, people are more outspoken and people make it very known, like, this is what we want, you know? Yeah. So when they, when industries see this, they would be idiots to not act on it because I mean, do do you want to make money? (laughs) People come (laughs) in and they, you know, they want to be displayed. They want to be, um, seen as heroes. They want people to look at them and be like, oh, okay, that person can be a hero too. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see different races, different backgrounds displayed as different characters. It's not boring. You know, we're all, we all seen it before. We've seen every same cliched looking guy, like, you know, mm. the clean cut, you know, white guy that's just, you know, always got you know, Mr. Perfect. We never see like, oh, this person's Hispanic and they're going to this. Oh, this person is Muslim and they're going to that. It's interesting to see that because, you know, sometimes I feel like we forget, especially in comic industry, that's why these writers forget other people exist. Mm-hmm. Like, other people exist. And I, that's why I like Miles. It's like, this is a kid out of freaking Brooklyn, you know, that happened to get, you know, bit by a spider. Like, I would like to see that. Kids in Brooklyn get bit by spiders all the all time. All the time. It's, it's yeah. a all the time. normal thing. No. <laughs> Moses, thank you so much for coming in. It was an absolute delight talking to you. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Everyone should go check out your artwork, uh, check out your pictures on your website. Please um, do. And, yeah, thank you so much again. We loved having you. This episode is part one of a probably infinitely long series that me and Katie want to start where we want to we want to figure out the world of fandom and it's so big and there's so many small worlds in it and there's so many cool things going on and like i said i'm scared of teenagers so i can't really find all the great stuff and uh <laughs> you know katie is banned from talking to teens on the internet so she can't do it either mm-hmm. pending court case uh <laughs> so if you've got a place you want us to dig through you've got a rabbit hole you want us to go down you've got a cool thing that you and your friends are doing for comic-con this year just email us at internetexplorerbuzzfeed.com. I, I think we, we're, this is only just the surface, so uh, yeah, please uh, please help. Yeah. This podcast is produced by Julia Furlan, who would be like Rainbow Dash, and it's edited by Jenna Weiss Berman, who's like Twilight Sparkle with production support from Eleanor. Also, would be Rarity. Oh, I think Eleanor Kagan is totally Rarity. Okay, fine. Then Meg Kramer is Doctor Hooves. The Matt Smith-looking background pony uh, <laughs> who has been named by fans as Dr. Who's because he looks like Dr. Who. Okay. Um, 
And please email us. Uh, just email us. Just just send me an email. I never get emails anymore. Aww. Um, I never. You know, I only. I don't. I don't get any good emails. Anymore. Thanks everyone for tuning in. See you again on the net. If you have ever had sex dressed like a stormtrooper from Star Wars while fucking a person dressed like Yoda from Star Wars, send us photos. That's an interesting pairing, stormtrooper plus Yoda. I would, I mean, I'm curious. I would like to see a picture of that. I would too.